As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate. The Gift of Disability, an interview with Patricia Mowbray. So welcome back, Cradio listeners. We are here with Patricia Mowbray. Patricia, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so you've got two roles, your Disabilities Project Officer and Executive Secretary Relations for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. Could you tell us a bit about both of those roles? Okay, so my disability role, um, the, one of the things I do is we have an Australian Catholic Disability Council, which is made up of um, people with disability, and we advise the bishops on um, big events like this or um, legislation, like when the NDIS came in, so doing things like that, but also providing access um, for people with disability in the life of the church. So it's very important that everyone has access to the church. Next year we're concentrating on mental health and pastoral care and all weekend I've heard how important that is for young people so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that's excellent. So we'll just talk about your disability projects officer for the moment. You said you have like a council, so tell us how that was formed. Okay, so in 2006, the bishops underwent um, a review and a consultation and it was decided that they needed the voices of people with disability and also the, vo- well, the voices of the Catholic deaf community as well. Yes, yes. Um, so we formed a council and formed a strategic plan on what the bishops wanted us to have a voice about. So the people on the council... Um, are all people with disability, so they bring their own skills and talents, but also their expertise in the secular world, but have very strong faith as well. And we've got a mixture of young and older people, and also parents. Um, Glenn and I were... uh, Well, I support the council, but Glenn was on the council. Um, So we have four children with disability... Um, who we adopted as babies. So our three sons have Down syndrome and our daughter had other medical issues. So we sort of knew some of the struggles people with disability have, especially with sacramental preparation, Um, getting into Catholic schools because it's difficult with funding and all the issues Catholic schools have around funding. Um, So we were pretty keen to have a voice as well. So in 2000, um, the bishop sent us to the World Meeting of Families, um, Glenn and I, and we wrote a report on there was a bit of a lack of access in the Australian church for um, people with disabilities. So it sort of went from that. And also caring for parents um, when they have a child with a disability. Uh, The one big thing we push especially about access and having interpreters, is if we're fair dinkum about the life issues, about abortion, euthanasia, we need to treat our people with disabilities, the ones that are here, the right way now. Yeah, that is so true. Yeah, so getting them into the church and getting them participating, especially people with mental health and mental illness, they they so much want to participate in the Mass by doing... All sorts of different jobs, yeah. and I and I think that's so true because I come from both deaf parents and been involved with the deaf community for so long, and it's and it's so important to have them as part of the Catholic Church. 
So, my, so the question is, how can someone with a disability can contribute to the Catholic Church? Oh, in so many different ways. I think the first thing, as a church, we need to listen to people. What, what does the deaf community want to do and, and how do they want to participate in our church? So a lot of our, well, my work and the council's work is we go off that gospel story um, when Jesus asks the deaf man, what do you want me to do? I mean, we all yes. go, well, what the hell? What does he think you <laughs> But that was Jesus asking the person, what do you want me to do? He didn't see that he was, I mean, he probably saw he was deaf, but he didn't see the, being deaf as the problem. He wanted to know what he could do to help him participate back in the community. So he takes him out of that spot and puts him back in the middle of the community. So that's what we do when we meet a group of people. Um, we've worked with the Prisoners' Council because there's a lot of people with disability within the prison yep. population. Yep. What do you want us to do? How do you want to participate? So then they own that and they know, well, what can I do? You know, I'm in prison. Or, you know, I have a disability. What can I do? But they, they soon learn to discern their own gifts and they can say, well, I want to do prayers of the faithful. Or I want to do the reading. That's right. And so if they have um, low vision, we get them braille, uh, large print. We get an interpreter if, if they're deaf. So it's, it's not looking at the disability, it's looking at the person and saying, how can we support you to um, praise God in your, your way? That's right, that's right. Yeah. That's excellent. Uh, so your other role is Executive Secretary Relations to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people. Can you tell us a little bit more about that role? Yes, yeah, so... Um, the bishops work closely with NATSIC, the National Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Athlete, and that's made up of um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people from all around Australia, from each state and territory. And their role is to listen to the voice of the Aboriginal Catholic ministries around Australia. Right. So they're voted in from their own community, and then they talk to their community about um, what sort of involvement, pastoral care all that sort of thing, what they want to do, and then bring it back to um, the council, and they advise the bishops. One of the things we're looking at now um, is enculturation programs. So the bishops' conference are looking at doing um, a program of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander awareness. What, what does it mean for their culture? How can we support people? Even language around <coughs> Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people needs to be looked at. Yep. You know, how do we how do we do a welcome, how do we do an acknowledgement? Acknowledgement who, of country. Who that do kind we of thing. invite? Yeah. Um, so and they're doing great work. I mean they've had a a room here with um, the, some of the, the kids from here and it's they just do wonderful work. And their masses are just mind-blowing. <laughs> the Aboriginal Our Father, if you ever get to hear that, is just beautiful. It's, <laughs> I just wish we could all sing it every Sunday. Yeah, that's true. So your, my final question is, So, you've been here at the Australian Catholic Youth Festival throughout the weekend. Have you seen any deaf people or Aboriginal Torres Strait Islanders here throughout the weekend? 
Yes, yeah, so our, um, our council ran a workshop yesterday yeah. uh, called God Does Not Make Junk. And so that's, it's sort of a disability awareness, but it's through people's stories. We found that um, following Jesus' example, you know, he told lots of stories. So we get young people with disability to tell their story from where they're at and where their faith is at that time. And what we've noticed is the people that we invite to do the panel, they grow from one festival to the next. Oh, wow. So we have um, one young man with um, autism and he has just grown uh, in his faith and everything. And then yesterday we had um, the Effortus Centre here with Jared, a young man. Yes. You probably know Jared. Yes, I know Jared. And he was very nervous about (laughs) presenting. But he, he did a fantastic job. So we changed the workshop around a bit so that Donovan would interview him rather than a hearing person. Wow. Fantastic. So uh, we had Father Joel Wallace from um, Albury. He was an interviewer. And we had Donovan as the other interviewer. So they shared the MC role. And it just worked perfectly. And then what we heard only today was that um, a family from Western Australia came to the workshop and it changed that family's life. So that was... And that was having... Usually we don't put the deaf community with disability because deafness is not a disability, according to the deaf community. Yeah, that's right. But we found working together, it offers a richness because we often teach sign language. I teach Auslan. Yeah, yeah. And one of my, I've, I'm up to my third certificates in Auslan so that I can have, you know, a kindergarten conversation <laughs> with deaf people. I'm not very good. But at least I can at least say, hello, how are you? And Just the basics. The ba- to be start, able to communicate. Because I found the deaf community are just so open and loving and compassionate. And, they're ama- and their faith is amazing. But that's true of, you know, it, what, we, what we were on about is building a relationship with the person. So you see beyond the disability, you see the person. Yeah, yeah. and that's the most important thing. Yeah. Not just with deaf people, but with anyone with anyone. a disability. And anyone yeah. from any, you know, anywhere. It's just any person, you see. It's building that relationship, getting to know them. So. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Patricia, for coming in and talking with us. Oh, no worries. Yeah, God bless your wonderful work you're doing. Thank and you. Continue, and continued success for you. Thank you. Thank you. That was Patricia Mowbray with The Gift of Disability. And for more talks, interviews and shows, visit creadio.org.au.